Wonderful, guys. What a what an incredible privilege to share with you. Um, before I get into our word, so Kirst, Kirst asked me to share. Um, I'm on the on the worship team. Kirst is, is leading us, and and uh, specifically with our house churches, we we have house church worship, and and um, we've been kind of almost exploring what does it look like to actually host the presence of God in, in our midst. Okay, it's a beautiful thing, and uh, and so uh, at one of the the house church uh, uh, meetings, uh, leaders meetings, uh, uh, the worship leaders meetings. Kirst asked me to share, and then she said, look, can you, can you share for the, for the broader church? And um, it's a great privilege, and I think, you know, what is the outcome that I'm looking for? You know, am I coming to preach, and you're like, oh, great word, and you go home and you have some, some uh, uh, lunch? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the scripture that I've had in mind is in John 3, John 4, sorry. Jesus is with the, uh, uh, the woman at the well. And, uh, and he says something very profound there. And he says, um, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. Okay, he's talking to her about worship. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And, um, and you know, it's the thing that struck me in that thing is that God is looking for worshipers. You know, worship is not about these guys. That's not worship. It is. It is worship. Worship is, yeah, God's looking. And, he's, and, and the outcome that we would love that's was really exciting is to create a culture where people come into our midst and they and they become worshippers. Okay. So, hand on your heart. Repeat after me. Worship is not for the worship musicians. <laughs> God is looking for my heart. He's looking for me to be a worshipper. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I wanted to talk about worship in uh, intimacy as worship, or worship as intimacy. And um, now I love this topic. Okay, I've had to put a timer on my phone over here because when we're done with the time, then, then we'll get into, into doing some worship. But I, I feel like it's a life message for me. I'll tell you my story. I, um, I, I had some health problems in 2009, 2010, and I just stopped being able to engage with people. I, you know, I had... The detail is not less important as much as I kind of lost a lot of my ability to engage. I lost the ability to read people's faces, and um, and I just started to really like struggle in relationships with people. And and I was like, geez, I, I, I kind of remember when I was like, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty good with people. I historically was very good with people, but at that stage, I just like lost it. Okay, and and I had to go through a place. I was single, and I had to go through a, a, a place where I would start to learn how to engage in relationships with people. And, um, you know, you think that these things come naturally to you, but actually I needed to learn a little bit of, like, science, okay? What is the science of intimacy? And, like, how does intimacy actually work? And how does connection work? And it was a wonderful time and actually started, um, 
you know, going on a kind of a dating journey and, and learning actually how to do relationships with, uh, uh, you know, me and a woman. Can you believe it? You know, like that. It was beautiful. But, but uh, so I'm going to just share with you some things that I, I discovered in that journey, okay? And I believe that these are kind of truths that, that you can find in the Bible and like, you know, um, but intimacy is something that my heart was longing for. And, uh, and connection and learning the tools was very simple, okay, and yet quite difficult. See, intimacy is where there are two people, and one person does some talking, and the other person listens. And then the first person stops talking, and the second person talks, and the first person listens, Okay. And, uh, and for some reason, that's quite difficult to do, okay? It's profoundly difficult. And what you'll find is that people who have very healthy marriages, actually marriages, I'm using a reference in a marriage context because this, this was my journey. People who have, have very healthy marriages are very good at doing that. Talking, listening, and then listening, talking. What happens when you, when you, uh, uh, when you get this like rhythm going, okay, is you start to build something called empathy. You're known, okay. Now, people who don't, who struggle in their, in a, if you're in a relationship, and we're all in relationships, so that's okay. We're all in some level, to, to some degree, are in relationships where we struggle with empathy with some people. Could be a work person, could be your family, could be in a marriage context. It could be that you are longing for that specific connection. But, but you, you know, if, 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 um, if that is going well and you're known and understood, very satisfying. And when you're in that place where it's, it struggles and there's difficulties, it's very, it's hard. It's hard, Okay. And uh, what I've discovered is actually that the way that God has made us, he's made us for intimacy. He's made us for intimacy. He's made us for connection. And, uh, and you know, as we get closer to him and we start to encounter him, like those, flo- those wells begin to flow. Okay, so there's a little bit about intimacy. And, and, I, and, I, and I, um, I guess there's probably space to explore it. But today is about worship. Okay. Something a little bit different. You see, what's the difference between connecting in intimacy with God and connecting in intimacy with, say, someone like, you know, a, a person, another person? There's a big difference. Is that God, for some reason, and, and, and not for, some, for good reason, has chosen to be unseen. He's chosen to be unseen. And, and sometimes, I, you know, in, in, in the very beginning of my journey in this thing, I'm like, okay, Lord, like, you know, it's easy for me to be able to touch, see, feel, smell, taste, you know, engage with my senses in connection. But with you, it's an interesting thing because I don't get that, that luxury. I've got to engage spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. Okay. It is very real connection with, with the Father. It is very real. 
but it is spirit to spirit. It's a muscle that we have, okay? And it is very similar to how we engage person to person. It's very, very similar. And so now we're in the space of worship. And, and, and during this time, I'm going through this journey with, um, uh, like, Lord, what was, like, how do I, how do I engage in, in relationships? And at that time, I, I, it was uh, 10 years ago, I came to a, a church where, where Sean and Neen Williams, um, who knows Sean and Neen Williams? She has a handful of people, yeah, who were, who were um, effectively pioneering something new in worship. And, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. I am um, I'm going on this uh, uh, journey in learning how to do relationships, and it's about kind of having time to talk and time to listen. And I kind of recognize that's what, that's, that's what these guys are, are pioneering in a worship space. Okay? Because, you know, like the, the, the flip side of, of, of like healthy intimacy is you get people who just talk. All the people who just listen. So tell me, how are you? You know, like, <laughs> and that's great. And, and, you know, we typically are one or the other, and we're kind of learning how to do both sides. But in a worship context, think about worship. We can, be, we can come to worship and we're like, God, you're amazing. You're incredible. Oh, my gosh, we love you. We worship you. We bow down to you. God, you're King of kings and Lord of lords. You're incredible. Good. And then we go. <laughs> what we want to do is create that space of empathy. That's where the Holy Spirit really is. There's like a powerful space. God, we love you. God, you're amazing. And then we listen. Okay. And so there's this rhythm. There's this rhythm that we're going after. And we're still discovering it. We're, we're still saying, Lord, like, how do we kind of get this more? How do we get to the place where we're getting worshipers who are, who are, who are like fully connected to be like, Lord, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on in my heart and, and, and like what I'm pursuing. And then, Lord, what are you saying? And that's what, what, what are you saying? And so, so, um, so that's what, really what we're doing. What, so, so what you'll find often in, in, our, in our music, so what we'll do is we'll have a build, and then we have a fade. Okay? And what I've often experienced is that people will sometimes sit down in the fade. They're like, oh, it's getting quiet. Let's sit down and disconnect. No. That's the time to sit down and listen. Connect in with your heart to the Father. And then you're knowing that the build is coming, and that's the time for you to come and, Lord, we love you. You're amazing. God, I feel vulnerable in these things. You know, whatever you want to say, connecting with your heart to the Father. Um, and, uh, and so that's a great, uh, a great privilege. We'll get, we'll get a chance to, you know, you, you have been doing that in worship already. We'll get a chance to do that again as a kind of more intentional thing. So, so I, I, I just want to say, like, you know, beautiful thing in relationships, you can do that once, and you can have a moment of empathy with people, okay? As in, I can, can be with Marissa, and Marissa, hey, this is what's going on in my week. She's like, thanks for sharing, man. That's amazing. 
And then like, hey, and how are you doing? And she shares, and like, we have a real cool connection. Okay, that's great. But what's cool is when you're doing that on a regular basis with people over a longer term, okay? Like, so, so let's just take, for instance, me and Bronnie. We're in this relationship, okay? We've seven years in the game. And, and you know, like, as we practice the stuff, in the, in the beginning, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm in love with Bron, and then it gets more and more, and our understanding of one another grows and grows and grows. You see there's an example that, that, uh, that I've, I've uh, been meditating on is that, you know, you've got light and dark. Are light and dark opposites? In some senses, they are. But in some senses, it's not. Because dark is just the absence of light. And you can get one candle of light in a dark room. And then you can get two candles of light. And then you can get three candles. And then what happens if you get a hundred candles of light? It's a lot brighter. You can see a lot more. And then you can get like, you know, spotlights. And then you get a hundred spotlights of, of, of light. Now you're talking about burning brightly. And what about like whole stadiums of light? And then we get hundreds of stadiums worth of light. And then you get the, the light of a sun. What about thousands of suns? Galaxies of, of, of light. Okay, so... In that sense, light's not the opposite of dark. Dark is just the starting point, and then we burn and we burn brighter, okay? What we're looking for, what the, the culture that we're looking to, to create is this environment where we begin to burn, okay? Burn, like hot, hot and cold are the same. You get cold, and then you get a little bit warmer. Hotter, 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 burning hotter and hotter. And that's what we're looking for in, in, in intimacy with the Father, we want to create an environment where like you and me, we're starting to worship God and we have this intimacy exchange. And it's not just once, it's twice. It's more, you know, now we're talking about a, a culture of transformation, okay, where we start burning. Um, and, and I must say that this is an incredibly difficult um, thing just to teach, so when, when, when we started to engage in, the, in, the, in this worship kind of space with Sean and Neen Williams, and, and I was like, Sean, we need to go teach this to everyone. This is amazing. And Sean was like, no, this is not actually something you, you can teach. This is something that is modeled because it's extremely vulnerable to, actually, to, to do this kind of thing in, in, in worship. And, um, you know, like, and, and a great example is if you go to a date, if you're a single person and you go on a date, okay, things are a bit awkward. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy just to be like, oh, this is how I was in my, when I was on my journey. And I've been talking, 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 talking. And the space to just say, oh, let me stop and be quiet. It, was, it would be very vulnerable, okay. And that was only something that I could could experience over time of being modeled and engaging in healthy relationships. And doing that in a worship space is, is also vulnerable. It's not something that you can just say, go ahead and, and, and teach. We, we, we had a, the privilege of being in PE, and, uh, in, sorry, in George, and, um, and people were asking us to, to, to come back again. And, and uh, you know, we, we, led, we led some worship, and, and we just create an environment where we're like, guys, we're just going to create space where people can listen to the Holy Spirit. 
And then we're going to create a space to assert and, and, and the Holy Spirit. And we're actually calling out everyone in this community to, um, to you know, not rely on us to be doing the asserting and, and talking to the Holy Spirit. Actually, everyone needs to be singing. And like, you know, so we created this environment. It was a great time. It was an encounter of the Lord. People were incredibly like moved, okay? And then, and then, um, and then the lady came up to me. She's like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. You need to talk to my worship leader. You need to tell them how they're going to do it, you know. <laughs> and uh, we were leaving. And so I said, no, look, I mean, I can. But like, actually, it doesn't really matter like about words. It's when you taste of the stuff and you taste of intimacy. It's actually a very powerful thing. That is the thing that actually model, uh, it models what we're looking after, looking for. So um, what we want to do is create the environment where people encounter God, okay? And, um, and I, I have a, like a, when I was at, at, um, at Bethel a, a little while ago, I had a particular revelation. And it's again, it's along this intimacy line that, you know, that God is present all the time. He's here. He's here. He's in, in the back. He's outside. And, and, um, but, but, but his manifest presence is different. There's something different. And what I realize is it's very similar to when I first met Bron. I, go, I walk into the church. Bron's in the church. Okay. For real, she was in the church. She was present. Was I aware of her? No. I wasn't aware of her. But, like, fast forward a few weeks after knowing Bron, and, like, she comes up and she comes to see me and she comes into my space. <sighs> Suddenly I'm beginning to feel that she's, <laughs> she's present, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I'm beginning to experience the manifest presence of Bron, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm having an encounter, you know what I mean? And, um, and, you know, something's happening inside of me. Hormones going, like, you know, I've like, start, you know, blood pressure, you know all, you know, all this good stuff. And I leave and I feel like I'm in love. You see, what we're wanting to do is create the environment where people are aware of God, where you are aware of God. Not that, that you know that he's present, but that you begin to feel his manifest presence, where he starts to come into your space and you start to feel the intimacy, his breath on your neck. And you leave feeling in love. And then we'd create that over and over and over again. And then it's seven years you're married. And it's seven years of like growing from glory to glory to glory. So what we want to do is we want to create an environment, create an invitation. And that invitation is to you. Because, you know, not these guys up here. It's you. Invitation is to, like, go on the intimacy journey with the Father, 
this week to become aware of his presence. To worship him. You know, we talk about, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's talking and then there's listening, listening, talking, talking, listening. Look. But underneath it is something else. I mean, it's very much a Trinitarian thing. Is delight. Great intimacy is when you're sitting down with someone and they're like, wow, I just want to listen to what you're saying. That's, oh, really? That's amazing. Oh, incredible, you know. And then I also want to share, you know, like that, 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 that thing. So stir up delight in the Father because you know that He delights in you. So should we go into some worship time? Maybe just, just take some time. You want to like um, uh, come up, maybe we can lead some worship space. Even right now, why don't we stand and open our hearts to the Father? Hmm. Lord, we want to worship you. We want to be worshipers in spirit and in truth. We want to be amazing at connection with you. We want to hear your voice, God. We are your worshipers, God. We worship you. Show us your presence, God. Let us be aware of your presence. Open our hearts to you. We dedicate our lives to you fresh, God. We want to be laid down lovers of you, God. You're seeking worshipers, worship you in spirit and in truth. Our hearts are for you right now, God. Come and romance us, God. Come deepen our love for you, God. Richness, God, in love. Oh, 